The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome to Nebraska Preps Post Game with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla. That's the big voice guy. He's letting us know that it is another week, and this is our regular time slot. So thank the Lord. We're here on a Monday. That's what we're going to try to do. <laughs> okay. I mean, we're spread kind of thin. Got a lot of sports to cover, but we are going to try to lock in. We think we're good with the coaches' press conference times for volleyball and football going forward. Yes. Okay. So, yeah. That's all we need. A little different schedule changes here. Used to just hanging out on Monday uh, at Memorial Stadium press box all all day, but uh, it's a much shorter drive for me, so I'm not complaining. Yeah, Um, and I'm pretty excited, man. Welcome for another edition of two. Wait, welcome to another edition of how those prepositions. Uh, Any B preps. That's Jacob Padilla, the, the crack statistician, the best in the business, the numero uno. And I'm ODB. I'm just here for the ride, man. I'm just here so we won't get fined. I mean, basically. <laughs> Welcome, man. What what a week. Forrest, did, I don't know. Do we get more questions or answers? I feel like we have a lot more questions than answers. Oh, we said it was going to be a loaded week one. And... It, did, it certainly did not disappoint. We had some incredible games down to the wire. We had some historic blowouts. We had some surprising results. We had it all this week. And yeah. I, I, I uh, took in some volleyball this weekend as well. So kind of double dip. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so for the SMU match, full disclosure, I, I, list, I had it on the dash in my, on my phone, but listened to Cotney and, and Lauren over the air, which was hilarious. But I we at some point we're gonna take advantage of your volleyball expertise because I want to know what's gonna happen at the L two spot between <laughs> Bateman and Krause and like it could be a minute before we get a solidified lineup. Yeah, well, John Cook wants to know that answer too. So once he figures out, <laughs> then I'll be able to tell you. Isn't it weird? Yeah, it's that, it's like I was listening to him in the pregame, and there are some players he likes hitting from the outside more than he does or from the back line than he does the front line. And he's going to kind of maneuver chess pieces. But volleyball will be for another day, another segment, although we will be we will be taking advantage of Jacob Padilla. Although I did check out some high school volleyball this weekend as well. This is Nebraska Preps postgame. And shout out to Papio South, yeah. who won the Bellevue West Invitational, reigning Class A champion. Are they pretty good? They're, they're pretty good. <laughs> they uh, they played an incredible third uh, uh Set. championship match yeah. three set match uh with it's 
the best two out of three in tournament formats uh, with Omaha Scut. Last year's Class B champion and several Class B champions in a row. Um, Are they up to nine? I Eight? it's hard to keep track, uh, <laughs> but it's it's, uh, it's something like yeah. that. It's ridiculous. So, whatever. Full disclosure: it is. I was Papio South won the first one. They were up in the second, and I was rooting for them to win because I needed to get down to Lincoln, and they had four chances to close it out in the second set. And couldn't do it. And Scott came back and won that thing, extended it to a third set, which also went back and forth. Um, but I ended up walking in at the Devaney Center uh, at with like five points left of the second set. So I don't even know why I drove down there for that outside of just I want to be there for every match that I can. But uh, yeah, it, it was worth it though sticking around to, to see that match between Papio South and, uh, and Scott. Where and, aren't you? <laughs> That's what I'm trying to figure out. I mean, you're going to catch me in mileage, and the only excuse I have is because I go to Lincoln all the time in Nebraska City. You'll go anywhere at any time, almost at any point in the day. I I prefer not having to uh, do that much driving, but uh, we'll make it work. If there's some good games, I'll I'll go anywhere. But, uh, yeah, just uh, freshman for Papio South, Lyric Judson, a middle blocker, Cam Bales from outside, outside hitter. Both came up uh, huge down the cl- down the stretch in, in the clutch. Had some big games for them. Um, obviously, Lauren Medic is a name I think volleyball fans already know. Heading to South Dakota, she's a senior, the leader on that team. But uh, and Charlie Solomon, who is kind of a combo setter, hitter, do it all type of player. Um, all three, like they all played well this weekend. So those are just some names to know. So I just want to hit on a little bit of volleyball off off the top here since I spent all weekend or all, all, all day uh, at, at Bellevue West there. Shout out to the Titans. Now let's get on to the football. Um, where do you want to start? B? A? We'll start, well, I guess let's start with B since a uh, bit of controversy right off the top I, there. Listen, I, I've, I've kind of been there, not for a deciding touchdown, but yeah. th- a couple of key calls late. This one has not sat well <laughs> with the, with the Skyhawk faithful. It has not sat well at all. I've actually seen the the huddle vantage point too, not just the yeah. sideline view, which was kind of tough to discern, yeah. even though that looked kind of definitive. But I think that I don't think, in, at least in my opinion, there's there's no doubt that that was a very tough call late, especially when Scott. Um, despite turning the ball over at inopportune times, found themselves in a position to win that game. Yeah, and final score was 14-13, Bennington over Scutt in that clash of the uh, the Class B contenders there. And we're talking about uh, Bennington right at the end, chance, go-ahead score, looked like he was probably sure. Like, it was an incredible play by the, the, uh, the Scutt defense of Stonewall in there. The official down the line called it a touchdown. Called he had broken the plane with the ball uh, and gave them the touchdown. So um, tough, tough way to lose uh, if you're Scut. But I think uh, the certainly in the coaches' poll, the coaches did not fault them at all. It's, it's Bennington one, Scut two, even despite the loss for the Skyhawks there. And I think that's certainly fair based on the way that game played out. Um, more and more surprised that. Um, the way that Scut played, or that Bennington had a little problem, especially on offensively replacing some of the firepower from a year ago. 
it shouldn't be too surprising. We kind of gotten used to them just reloading, plugging in somebody new and producing close to the same results the last few years. Um, but like that's like Trey Bird, those are some big shoes. Your your leading quarterback who was a historic winner. Yeah. You're you're a talented yeah. running back, Isaac Connor at the wideout. That's hard to replace. Yeah. And you had a couple of birds sliding in there, some great quarterback play over the last however many years. Um, but so it was kind of they're figuring some things out. Um Payne Salmon as a kind of dual threat, a dual threat QB there. Um, wasn't terribly efficient through the air, did have a turnover, had a rushing touchdown. Quinton Archer had a solid game, but not necessarily the um, kind of the explosive numbers we've come to see there. Um, 64 yards on the ground and a score and three catches for 51 yards. So continuing that kind of dual threat quarter uh, running back option there for them. Um, but yeah, just that's got defense. Looks like they're ready to play. Yeah, they tack. Listen, that's a physical bunch. And with and and I think I don't know. I wonder if that's what the staff expected too, because they kind of played it pretty close to the vest in terms of their expectation level. They kind of were just a school that looked like they were kind of laying in the cut. Yeah. Um so yeah, you, you, <laughs> this early in the season, you don't want to open the year with a call that obviously a lot of people are gonna be thinking about for a while, and that was kind of dominated the talk on Twitter and you think um, that you think that one's that could come back to matter <laughs> very much so um but good news is uh, again Scott wasn't penalized there in the rankings and they've got the rest of the season to kind of uh to, to show that hey we're just as good as anybody in this class and hopefully we'll see them meeting again in the postseason yeah um when you credit too because I, I think it i know the controversy will will be the big thing but man just giving bennington some credit too for putting themselves in position uh to have an opportunity to win when there wasn't a ton there wasn't much going and that one through three and a half quarters yeah again it took right down to the wire t- for for that final score you know, two touchdowns a piece there uh basically so um low scoring game but it Kind of came down to who had the ball last and the the judgment of the officials. So, um, two two great teams that they'll be uh, a top class B all season long. Um, Elkhorn North was not in action this week. Yep, had, to, uh, had, had, had a bye to. after the uh, the week zero game. Um, Waverly had an impressive win over Elkhorn, thirty five fourteen. Quarterback Nolan Moss, kind of dual threat, uh, one hundred sixty yards and two touchdowns passing, forty four yards and a touchdown rushing. Um, uh, Drew Moser, only two catches, both of them uh, in the end zone, mm-hmm. uh, two touchdowns for him. Uh, so impressive showing from Waverly right off the bat against an Elkhorn team that still kind of hanging around. Obviously, they were replacing a lot from last year, but the coaches saw enough to, to keep them in the rankings at 10 in Mike Sauter's coaches poll. Mm-hmm. When you talk about what Waverly was able to do, like kind of having to – remember two years ago, lost that super talented senior group figured out last year that they could play a couple of different ways on offense, especially via the air. Do you think it would come to fruition this quickly? Uh, I mean, they've got a good program. They've been able to kind of plug and play that coaching staff. Again, like you said, adjusting to the talent they have. Uh, they've continued to. If you asked them three years ago, hey, do you think you'd play this way? <laughs> Look at me like, come on, DB. Yeah. Come on, DB. Yeah, but uh, they're obviously going to be run first if uh, like that's what they want to do, but um, not afraid to throw it uh, if they have to and keep defenses honest there. 
Uh, so they're at four. At five is Scottsbluff, an impressive 34-7 to win. Tough trip for Lincoln Pius the 10th heading out there. Uh, but Nate Kelly, first start there. <laughs> Here we go. 142 yards rushing, uh, three total touchdowns, or and three touchdowns. Sebastian Boyle, 129 yards rushing, two touchdowns. 363 yards as a team on, on the ground for the, the, the Bearcats there. And even more impressive than that, they held Pius to four total rushing yards on 18 carries. Here's the thing, and I know it's a little early, and you coach him in multiple sports. So could I at least say maybe the whole winner thing is a little premature, but he has characteristics of somebody that knows how to win games. He may have to do it a little bit more, like to get, you know, the winner adjective, but he has all he exudes all the characters. Kelly exudes all the characteristics of somebody that understands what it takes to win in crunch time. Yeah. And friend out west, uh uh Chris Cottrell, uh he does a he, he, good he, job. Uh he was not afraid to throw out that that uh that title already. And based reading his tweet about yeah, he kind of just offered his thoughts. You can go check out his Twitter feed off air on point um about the Bearcats and reading off his description he's of he's as uh, good Nate, he's I'm as like, good he's yeah. as good as there is with coverage out west too like he is extremely he, thorough yeah he, no doubt anytime i have a question about anybody out there he's a guy i go to but uh kind of reading his description and Nate is like yep that sounds familiar i feel like uh, i've seen all the those same characteristics as on when the you had him on the court, court so uh but yeah that, that's going to be a tough duo with, with kelly and boyle out, out there and obviously really impressive defensive performance to open the season for a defense that had to replace a lot from last mm-hmm. year. Um, Especially in the interior. Yeah. So impressive start for Scott Smith there at five. Uh, and, and then Plattsmith. Um, uh, York my, blew out Lexington. Yeah, yeah, my back-to-back nothing. dark horses, York and Plattsmith. Yep. Those were the two teams I felt like that weren't in the the hunt in that upper echelon, that big three, that I felt like have a chance to make some noise. Yeah. Um, didn't didn't see the the stats from that York games. Didn't see who played well. But 46 nothing Sounds like everybody played well. Plattsmith, 30 to 27 over Blair. Yeah. We talked about Blair expectations coming to the year. Rough start, um, 0 and 2 here, but um, again, three point win there for Plattsmith, pulling that out. Dominic Versalino, 101 yards on the ground and a touchdown. Quarterback Gabe Villamonte, 130 yards passing, completed eight of his 10 passes uh, with a touchdown. Is that, is that efficient? I'm not sure. Is Ada, is Ada 10 good? Pretty good. And he had 46 yards on the ground as well. And then Gage Olson, two catches, 77 yards and a touchdown, broke off a long one, had five tackles and a pick on defense as well. So uh, impressive for Plasmith. Again, we, we know that um, great team a couple years ago had to replace uh, a incredible player in Manessis and Looks like they've kind of reloaded after kind of a rebuilding year last year, uh, getting back into it this year with starting the season with a great win. And then Seward and and Gross uh, come in at eight and nine, respectively, both coming off dubs. Yeah, Seward knocking off Norris after Norris got that, that win week one. Yeah. Again, they're playing, <laughs> again, that schedule, tough team right off the bat. But yeah, 14-7 for Seward there and a 35-16 for Gross um, to, to close that out. Big games in, in Class B uh, this week. Got Bennington. Uh, they're hosting Plattsmith on, on Friday. Um, that's probably the the biggest one. Seward's got Pius at tenth, um, and then Norris against Elkhorn again. Another another tough one there. That this, there there's that middle portion in B that's going to go on this round robin schedule in terms of playing one another. It may leave you with a few more questions and answers, at least early on, as it as it could kind of cannibalize each other. And it, 
that's what happens. Be, the, the classes shrunk so much with so many teams going up, so many teams going down and not really anybody joining. So like, I, I, I mean, I'd have to go count. It's, it's the smallest class, right? It, it's gotta be. Yeah. Um, so kind of the, you got the, the talent consolidated there and the same number of teams schedule wise, just worked out as they played for a lot, something like that. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see a lot of good matchups throughout the season and B and whoever makes it to the postseason will definitely be well tested. Uh, particularly in this area. Want to jump up to A? Yes, sir. Does your business need an easy competitive financing for trucks or equipment? Currency is here to help. Currency specializes in finding the best available rates and terms for construction equipment, farm machinery, trucks, and trailers. In fact, customers can get loans up to $500,000 with little or no money down and terms up to 72 months. Currency can also help if you're getting serious about buying a new or used motorhome, fifth wheel, or utility vehicle. Just fill out an application and the Currency Finance team will get to work finding a lender with the most competitive options. It's quick, secure, and best of all, it's free to use. Currency is equipment financing made simple. Visit GoCurrency.com for details. Man, how about those Westside Warriors? <laughs> not not a bad football team. T- tough night for uh, the old Junior Jays there. Um, man, well, again, I think it's a better team than that score showed. So the score was fifty-seven to seven, uh, the final there. And so you guys start off score the first two touchdowns. Uh, Prep gets one back. I think Wargler through the air there. Yeah, um, he he got a fifty-fifty ball completed to Burt. Um, I thought it was good coverage by Hurst. He comes down with it. They took three downs to get it in. They had first and goal from the one foot line. We thought we were on the verge of getting the stop and and uh, made a good play on a boot and and, and got it to within seven, 14-7. So 14-7 near the end of the first quarter. Yeah. Prep kicks it off, goes out of bounds. <laughs> Most teams, all right, we'll take the ball at the 35. Yeah. That's not what happened. No. Uh, what did happen, Damon? <laughs> well, um. It, I mean, I, I do. I, I handle the kickoff return on the special teams. Now, full disclosure, we did talk about this when we were scouting prep in Bellevue West. And Coach Sakura said, our offensive coordinator, he said, hey, I just don't know why more teams don't have teams re-kick. If they kick it out of bounds, there's, you know, you, you got to take a look at that. And I didn't think much of it. And uh, the official asked me when the ball went out of bounds. And I said, no, we want to make them kick it again. And so there was a little break right the their offense or our offense came out their defense came out and they said no 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 we we want to make them kick it again so I was a little bummed that the coverage team got a chance to recover yeah um but the goal was to make them kick it again and they kicked it again yeah and Caleb Benning 89 yards to the house yeah uh yeah one of two touchdowns he also caught a 27 yard receiving touchdown Returned four punts for 74 yards, had three tackles and an interception. Yeah. So, and a, pretty, and a forced fumble, too, which yeah, there you go. I think I was the happiest about. But it was a full, it was a full um, quarter and a half. Yeah. You know, we uh, just, we wanted to make sure that we continued to work on our depth. And so, Coach Lamangi is a uh, ton of respect for Coach Yonk. And as a young team, it was so physical early. Prep was losing a few guys early. Um, it was it was a it's a it's a physical football game. You know, we only we didn't have one receiver with more than a catch. <laughs> so we we ran the ball a good chunk of the time. I think we finished like thirty six for two eighty or something like that. Yeah. 
John Menzeras talked about how good of an offseason he had. 17 carries, 128 yards, and three touchdowns. Also caught a pass for 15 yards. Uh, talk about efficiency. Anthony Rizak, 5 of 6 for 104 yards, two touchdowns, and five carries for 72 yards and another <laughs> touchdown. He, he's unbelievable. I And I know uh, I get it. He's, he, he plays on your team, this, that. I'm just telling you. His personality traits. It's it's hard to lead other good players, and he does it with such ease. It's natural to him. He's a great decision maker, and because and, we're kind of seeing it down the road a little bit with another team that we'll talk about. It's not always just about having good players. Yeah. You, there there has to be a certain level of culture and a pecking order that allows you to be led. And and Anthony Rizak is as good as I've seen. And I remember when you were talking to me about uh, before, like you were so excited about what he was showing that, that sophomore year you had yeah. a veteran starter who had put in the time and earned the job there. But you're like, we can't keep this kid off the field. He's we're, just going to have to, going to have to go to play with him. him. Just, and, you, had, you had to play him and let him learn on the fly. And, and uh, it's going to pay dividends. He is a calm, cool customer and he's extremely talented. Yeah. The other touchdown went to Keenan Cotton for 56 yards, who that's kind of your, your speed threat there on the outside playing uh DB now uh, more of a, option on offense as well coming over after transferring last year so yeah, yeah really impressive performance by west side um clear obviously number one and um really impressive performance by the new number two as well in omaha north yeah. uh 25 7 uh, against bellevue west did not see that one coming not quite like i kind of gave the close advantage to bellevue west just because it was north's opener right i worried yeah. about maybe some early penalties or special teams or something like that and it just didn't turn out to be the case chris schmidt on the afternoon show uh friday afternoon asked me like all right we we know west side we know bell west kind of who else are you seeing that you, you could uh put in that tier that could climb up there and it's like keep an eye on this north bell west game like north has a chance here to show that they belong they've got pieces can they put together the full team performance to be among the, the best teams in the state and um that they certainly made their claim with that win. Um, and lim so first of all, defensively limited to Bellevue West to 240 yards with 58 on the ground after they had a great uh, Russian performance uh, against Creighton prep 185 passing, but it wasn't efficient. Um, and they racked up almost 400 yards themselves and pretty even 187 passing 200 rushing. Uh, that's, so really that, that's offense. scary if that's the way that they play offense because this isn't your your mom and dad's Omaha North team they circle has shown that he can get the ball outside the numbers well yeah he had 200 yards on just eight completions uh three touchdowns he also rushed in a touchdown short one there um Jaron Cannon 19 carries 167 yards opened the game the with the 70 some odd yeah, yarder 72 I think it was something like that uh so that obviously some speed there. Champ Davis, unbelievable game. Uh, six catches, 183 yards and three touchdowns. They just could not guard him. And, and Bell West has some talented DBs out yeah. there too. So, so far, I think, because so, I think you could make the case, the best two players on the field, at least Friday night, both played, were wearing blue and gold. And it's scary when one of them wasn't Donovan Jones, who's a good player yeah. and is, is a really good player in his own regard, right? But between Champ Davis and Tyson Terry, Man, like I was, that was impressive. I'm only, like I said, I was telling those guys, I'm only through about halfway through the third quarter, but Norse physicality versus Bellevue West was uh, caught me off guard just a lot. I knew North was capable, but I felt like Bellevue West would ramp it up in, in week two after kind of hearing some criticisms behind the scenes. 
uh, after they're showing against prep. But, I mean, good on North for taking it to them. Yeah, we talked about the size up front with Terry. Uh, Samaria Henderson had a sack, and then the speed on the back end. That that, that North defense has a chance to be really, really good. Um, Bellevue West was without Isaiah McMorris, dealing with the hamstring issue. Um, out Charlie Gwinner. Um, CJ Goff did what he did, six, did what he could. Uh, 64 yards on the ground, 66 through the year. He was their best offensive weapon there. Danny K went under 50% completion, 172 yards, and a touchdown and a pick. A um, little concern there for you? Yeah, I mean, through two weeks, hasn't hasn't been sharp. It just he and his receivers just haven't receivers haven't necessarily created a bunch of separation down the field, and he hasn't put the ball on the money and, and through tight windows. Like they just they they got to get that offense going somehow. And um, it just Davon Hall four, caught four of eight targets for twenty four yards. Had did have a touchdown, um, but again. Uh, guy that talented, you want better efficiency than catching half the balls thrown his way. Uh, just hasn't been able to get behind defenses yeah. either. And so that's on both end receiver and quarterback timing the whole the whole operation. Um, we Whaley caught two catches for, for 44 yards. Um, but yeah, they just not just not very dynamic offensively right now. They, they got to get some of that outside help to support golf, who I think is a pretty good player and will have a good season for them. They just need to be more versatile there. And um, so we'll see. It's early in the year, uh, but they certainly have a lot of um, rough tape to, to, to learn from moving forward. Um, also, some rough tape from Lincoln Southeast heading up to uh, Elkhorn. Obviously, that was the game pushed back from Thursday night to Friday. This one probably, and there, there's there's three candidates. This act, the way this game actually broke out was the one that surprised me the most. Yeah. And I, uh, I was watching a little bit of the stream. Um, mm -hmm trying to not not the best way to, to watch a game to identify players and everything but um, yeah and we had to we had we had to start to get ready to meet at like 450 but I mean I did get a good sense early on because it, it happened early I did see the 92 yard run for Carson Rotter yeah. who <laughs> man he he had a couple of big runs there um 35 7 was the final for Elkhorn South really impressive showing Ronner was eight and nine for 102 yards uh, and eight carries for 160 yards on the ground, uh, two total touchdowns, and was done after one series in the third quarter, I believe. Did so, not see that coming. And so, obviously, he, had, he broke off some big ones, but uh, they had running back to Gavin Shanahan and Jay and Sutko, just a sophomore. Shanahan's, he was, Shanahan's a handful, too. And, Ooh. man. Sucko, his his second touchdown rush. I think he had he had two while I was watching. The second one, man, broke off a couple of dudes. Just really impressive, weaving through traffic, breaking a tackle, getting to the end zone. Um, Shanahan had a touchdown or two as well in there. So, um, yeah, that man. And they held Southeast at 205 total yards, uh, 59 passing, 146 rushing. So, impressive showing uh, on both sides of the ball for Elkhorn South, who comes in at a, a firm number three there and. Um, Great start to the season. And if you're, you know, if you're Lincoln Southeast, you don't have time to lick your wounds either because you got Lincoln East coming up. And then uh, you got Papio La Vista, who was impressive in week one or week. Yeah, Thursday, yeah, early Thursday, week yeah. one. So uh, doesn't get any easier. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. But one of the best games, maybe the best game of the uh, the week was the Millard battle. Uh Millard South 28, Millard West 27 with a missed extra point yeah. 
being the difference. Like that is a brutal way to lose there. Especially no love lost between oh, yeah. those two schools at all. Nope. Um, and, and that's, that may be the most, the, the nastiest of, of the rivalry, right? I mean, they've got coaches that don't say the other school's name and, <laughs> and there's just, it's just what it is. I, but I, I'm going to say that and nobody wants any more victories and, and coach Peterson could care less what I have to think, but I, I felt like, that that score surprised me the most of the three. Uh, if and it's tough between South e- the Southeast game, but there were some Southeast fans that weren't real sure about this team. And I do know Elkhorn South is good. Yes. So that 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 okay, you could convince me if it snowballed, especially because Southeast is a little one dimensional. But I know for sure Millard South up front with Laquana and company. Or a nightmare, yeah. and I did not expect Millard West to have that much um, success offensively. This score surprised me the most, and it definitely got my attention. And now I feel better putting Millard West in the same discussion as Papio as kind of a as a quiet dark horse. Um, yeah, mentioned Laquana, nine tackles, two for loss. Aiden um, Miller had seven tackles, half of them for loss. How about that tandem? 11 total tackles for losses for that that, that <laughs> Millard South defense. Yeah. Uh, and despite that, Millard West, despite being uh, behind uh, schedule so often, 27 points. Uh, and again, the difference was an extra, extra point. So. Peterson's a tough customer at quarterback, too. Yep. And they got some some weapons as well for him to utilize. But uh, we talked about kind of the, the, the skill talent on, on that Millard South team. Uh, Jet Tomala, the sophomore, 16 to 26 for 250 yards and two touchdowns, uh, and Nolan Feller, uh, 25 carries for 132, 130 yards and two touchdowns. Workman like four catches for 88 yards and another touchdown. So over 200 total yards from scrimmage, three touchdowns. Uh, just a monster first game for Feller, who's what, like five eight, maybe? Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah. But uh, big, big fan. Yeah. Like I said, I've been watching him for a long time. Little guy, but plays big. And then uh, Marion Jackson, four catches, eighty nine yards there for for the Patriots there. So um, a lot of different guys contributing well, and great, a uh, great first win for Millard South. Millard West now doesn't get any easier that they go to Omaha North uh, this week. Yeah, color, and- color me intrigued with that one though. Uh, that that that's got a chance to be a good one. And Millard South is hosting Elkhorn South. So I think one thing, if you're looking for a, a silver lining for Millard West, you're used to you saw about as good a D line as you're going to yeah. see with anybody not named Tyson Terry. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so at least you'll be yeah, well at least prepared you're well prepared, right? Yeah. I mean, you see a Laquana and a Terry back to back. You see Aid Miller and a Henderson yeah. in back to back weeks. They they won't be. I don't think in 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 awe because that Miller South D line put in work. Yeah, uh, you mentioned uh, Papillion the Vista. Um, that was the game I was at on Thursday. They're coming in at number six this week after impressive twenty eight to ten win uh, against Miller North over at Buell. Um, it was seven six Miller North at at halftime, mm-hmm. and Papio just took over in the second half. And that's an impressive defensive performance, hundred uh, percent. And that's the thing, like. Watching that that Miller North office, they just got to find a way to get more dynamic, um, more touches for Muberry and Vermas. Hundred yeah. uh, percent, Vermas Muberry didn't touch the ball on offense, yeah. uh, and then Vermas um, had they didn't. I mean, I think they're playing mainly on defense, and uh, he's in there on offense, but they didn't give him a lot of touches. I don't think 
think he only touched the ball a few times, but um, they just pounding it up the middle uh, with Bogats. They just good player, but I, you know, eighteen. I think he finished with like eighteen for sixty-five or something, yeah, like, something that, like that. Yeah, yeah, like that's that's not going to keep you on schedule. And um, Prestito and Ingerson, and I mean, I'm telling you, Co- Coach Williams offensively can put you in some binds. Peyton Prestito was the best player on the field on, on Thursday night. 19 carries for 134 yards and two touchdowns. Also, little halfback pass, p- pass over the top to Ingerson for a touchdown, uh, pulling out some trickeration there. Uh, also had six tackles, including a couple of big hits. Um, so, uh, t- uh, Tavian Pirtle was efficient there, 6 of 10 for 100 yards and a touchdown. And Caden Bush, man, uh, Two catches for 65 yards and a touchdown, both on screen passes, both on like third and or fourth and long or third and long, fourth and one down. was fourth and 12. Yeah. yeah. And like, uh, uh, that's just an absolute backbreaker if you're in the middle of North. Yeah. You've got them backed up. You got a chance to get off the field and to give up like the, the screen passes. Like, how many times have we seen, like, well, we're, we're not, we don't have a fourth and 20 play or third and 20 play. Yeah. We're just run a screen pass, get what we can. Maybe, maybe we break a tackle. It almost never works. It <laughs> they, worked twice. They got for... us twice, two years ago. So <laughs> I don't feel, I, I'm not, I'm not shaking my head yeah. at Miller North at all. It, 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 they got us too. He's just got good timing. Well-designed. I think Lennon Meyer was the culprit back then when they got us, we just couldn't get him to the ground, <laughs> but it's uh he's he coach Williams is crafty. He does a good job. Yeah. So, uh, impressive showing for Papio again. Uh, I mean, Miller North's got to, I don't, they've got to get better up front if they want to play the way that they've always played. That's the thing. That's, I don't like, you've got to be able to control the line of scrimmage better than they did. Granted Papio, they've got some size on that defensive yeah. line, uh, with, uh, Garen Maley and, uh, Ingwersen and, and, and some that, that old line played well for some young guys. Kale Johnson flew around, uh, uh, there made a ton of tackles for them. Prestito had a few big hits, like I mentioned. So, um, it was an impressive defense performance, but, uh, Miller North, they, they've got some things to, to figure out their offense, but they've obviously we've talked about, they've got some talented pieces there. I uh, just got to find a w- the, how they need to play to be successful. And momentarily, they have some bragging rights because they come in at number six in the coaches poll, and Papio South, who's two and zero, is is not ranked. Yeah, they're receiving votes, but not in there. Coming yeah. off a forty three seven win uh, against Fremont, and they'll face off. I mean, another monster game for Derek Jones: twelve catch, uh, carries for one hundred four yards, three touchdowns. Schuler fishing again, so that 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 Papio battle that should be fun on, on Friday night. There's so again. <laughs> It's amazing how many great games we had week yeah. one and week two to, to start things off. Yeah, coming in at number seven, one and oh, I think a team both you and I like is the Carney Bearcats. And again, so last year they had to replace so much, mm-hmm. and all those dudes that stepped in, like they had like one or two starters coming back, and they put together a strong season. Again, lots of those guys last year were seniors, and now they've got new quarterback, they've got new guys carrying the ball. And those guys stepped in and performed. It was a 41-28 win uh, against Lincoln East. Uh, Griffin Novacek, a junior, uh, 11 of 13 for 174 yards and three touchdowns through the air and nine carries for 73 yards and a touchdown on the ground. Pretty darn good first uh, yeah. start there. And the <laughs> difference there was that second quarter. It was explosive because I think Carney only ran like 50 plays, but they had 21 points in the second quarter. Now, ultimately, was the difference. 
Yeah. Uh, Abel Molina, nine carries for 114 yards, two touchdowns, six tackles, three for loss. Again, another new name. Eli Randolph, 13 uh, carries for 90 yards and a rush. Caught a 22-yard touchdown. Um, and Xander Ruling, four catches, 93 yards and a touchdown. So a lot of different guys contributed uh, for the Bearcats now uh, to, to get that week one win. How about, uh, and how about Novacek on. with the yeah, the nine for 73 yeah. on the ground and then he's throwing like true dual threat to changes yeah, the way that really they can play, on, can play on offense. Yep. Um, Gretna took care of business against Blair 40 to 14 was the final it was uh, 40 to nothing going in the fourth quarter. And then I think Burke got a couple of touchdowns back against uh, the reserves. And that's kind of, we, we were wondering about the, kind of the school split of Gretna. Maybe that's where it hurts them this first year in the depth. They still got plenty of top end talent there and uh, foremost among them, Alex Wilcoxon, Pretty darn good start. Uh, 100 yards passing, 91 yard rush, 91 yards rushing, four touchdowns. Obviously, didn't have to play the, the whole game there. And you talk um, about a winner. Yeah. So, Used to Gretna, that. yeah, they'll, they'll be good again this week. Uh, they got a like, that that uh, that feisty central bunch who. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll see right away where they're at. Yeah, 78 nothing win against Northwest in week one. Uh, basically. Everybody played just a little bit. They didn't have to really uh, do much. It was 44 nothing after the first quarter. So that'll be curious. I don't know how much those starters for Central uh, actually had to, had to play. play. Yeah. So that, that'll that be a tough one. Um, we, we talked some about some good matchups, though, right? Yeah. 78 nothing there uh, for Central, but Lincoln North Star 93 nothing against Benson. And we talked about a lot of those Benson kids transfer over to Central with the coaching change, but they had like 28 kids yeah. out for football. I've seen some different numbers, anywhere from 19 to 28. That, see, that's that's going to be rough. Um, it is. You hate to see something like that. and I mean, that, that thing was going like Spencer Hall, college football, got hold of that game uh, and tweeted about it. Like, that's not – the kind of tension we want to feel bad for those kids who yeah. obviously doing doing yeah, everything they're trying they can, to do they can and do what they can just not in a position to succeed so we'll see kind of what happens with benson moving forward um we but, got some shout outs shane you may have to dim the music just a smidge why my man jacob padilla runs through a few guys that he may want to highlight if there are any uh n- not this week it's still figuring out it, it's it's tough to figure out uh like going from 11 man to eight man, six man, and kind of how to uh, sort that thing out and decide, all right, what's a great performance versus this just kind of the. that That's code Shane for, you know what? You can't get any compliments just easy. You got to earn it so. with Jacob Padilla. Yes, but, you do. Plenty, plenty of shout outs throughout the show. We mentioned a lot of kids there. So uh, cool. I, I think we're good to end it on that. Where, where are you going Friday? Not sure yet. We got to figure out where Sauter's going. Got to figure out where the other herd at sports team is going, and then I'll do one of them. So we, I mean, he put out six games for his game of the week there. I know. So that that tells you how excited he is about the the the, the matchups this week. But I'm looking at that Miller South, Elkhorn South. If if I've got my choice, that'll probably be the one I end up. But we'll see kind of how the voting goes. I can tell you, I'll probably be at 89th and Pacific watching Grand Island and Westside. Yeah. Just watching, though. <laughs> That's another week. Rapid fire. It is Nebraska Preps post game. That's one of the best in the business. Jacob Padilla, I am ODB. We will be back next week on Monday. Don't miss us. A Herd at Sports Network production.